Um, my, my most recent example of fake news was about Kobe Bryant. And a whole bunch of stuff came to the surface since his passing. Um, and several media outlets reported things about his past, which were unverifiable and until his wife spoke out. That was Nina Pakpikan, a social studies teacher for over 15 years at a private school in the North Shore. She was, of course, talking about fake news surrounding the tragic death of basketball legend Kobe Bryant. For those who still may live under a rock, the beloved former Lakers star Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash in late January of 2020. Immediately following his death, fake news generated by the press targeted Kobe's legacy, specifically the infamous rape lawsuit brought up against the star basketball player. Did it cause divisions? Yeah. Um, between society and determining when to air things about people who have passed away and sort of um, and the timeliness, like the respect for the deceased. That's sort of, that's the extent of the division. The bad press also affected Ms. Pactican's personal sphere. Um, did it affect people around me? My husband, because he's a huge basketball fan. Um, so it affected him that way. And he was quite emotional about having this, you know, poor press surrounding uh, this legend, Kobe Bryant, and especially his wife who was grieving. So in that way, I found that it was divisive. But this wasn't the first time that fake news was brought into attention. Ever since President Donald Trump infamously called CNN a bunch of liars, the topic of fake news was brought back into the limelight. A study by the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences concluded that the frequency of the term fake news in the global media has increased by approximately 80% from 10 years ago. Today, with the global expansion of digital media at exponential rate, it is imminent that internet users will encounter more fake news, and this has changed how information is now presented to the public. From the Mueller probe to the recent coronavirus pandemic, Fake news has generated conspiracy theories and unproven speculations that slow down the release of accurate, fact-based reports. But how has this relentless cycle of manipulated information been achieved in the first place? And how has it and will it impact the future of journalism? So in today's episode, we will be focusing on a question. How is fake news amplified in digital media, and to what extent does it change how information is presented to the public? This is the Colonial Podcast, and I'm your host, Jim Guo. But before we begin, we must first take a journey back in time to the 1830s to explore the origin of fake news. In 1835, an eminent astronomer named John Herschel witnessed astonishing sights of giant man-bats with blue skins that spent their days collecting fruits near a temple of polished sapphire on the moon, which led to people flocking together in order to buy an edition of the sun. This allowed the paper's circulation to increase from 8,000 to over 19,000 copies, overtaking times and become in the world's best-selling newspaper. However, as you may have guessed, it was a giant hoax, or in modern terms, fake news, used for driving sales. As time went on, fake news increased drastically, notably in the emergence of the internet era. Peddlers of fake news have no incentive and reputation to stay honest, interested only in the clicks. Present day, thanks to internet distribution, fake news has once again become a profitable business. 
with the advancement of social media and the ubiquity of internet sharing platforms, fake news have now taken different forms rather than just simple text. Social media, I think the um, number or the amount of text has reduced. So things will be presented graphically or in an infographic with the odd punchy word. Uh, captions are shortened. The picture is most important in conveying the meaning is what I've found through social media. Um, has it changed my perspective on issues? Yeah, it's actually made me more skeptical. When there's fewer words, I wonder what's missing and who's chosen the select words for me to see. And I, I'm always just wondering who's kind of helping me form my understanding. And I think that's, that comes from being a social studies teacher. To get a better understanding on how fake news has taken different forms in the current internet, I asked my good friend and associate Jack Dye, an average high school sophomore who spends more than half of his day on digital technology, to tell me some observations he made when he was using his phone. Interestingly, his observations come from previous points made by Ms. Pactican. Have you noticed a change in how information is digitally presented through social media or websites? Over the past few years, I've seen more news being presented through entertainment media, media such as TikTok and Instagram. I feel like the way news are presented is less formal than before. So instead of uh, presenting the news from an article, it would be from a, a talk show or uh, a video or a funny post. And I feel like that's how uh, millennials get their information from. Well, were there times that you successfully identify fake news and warn other people about fake news? So usually when I look at these information, if they're over-exaggerated or they don't, it doesn't clearly say there's a, like, a credible source, and then I would, it usually gives me a warning sign. Well, how do you know if something's exaggerated or not? Like, for example, if the, the data is just clearly wrong. Okay. Like, an example right now is like the coronavirus, right. where some fake news would say that there's a, a cure being, re being prepared, while uh, I, I, like fac factually, a cure will be prepared in around like three years, which you can clearly tell that that's like false news. Fake news. Okay. Well, that's. Have you tried to warn someone else about fake news, or have you just kept it to yourself? Yeah. Um. I've told my parents about it to not believe everything they see on WeChat because WeChat is a platform where every everyone can post whatever they want, and most a lot of people just exaggerate to get like clicks and views. Right. Yeah. And then. I feel like that's a pretty big issue in China where everyone believes in fake news because they don't have the sense of like, they don't have the awareness right. of the presence of fake news. Right. So it is without a doubt that fake news runs rampant on social media platforms and they take in a variety of forms which maximizes its appeal to its target audience. From sensationalistic text titles on online newspaper to clickbait Instagram posts, fake news has been amplified through different media in order to reach the audience. But who really cares? Why is the fake news so important? Can't we just filter them out?
I feel like the fake news on social media is more targeted towards those people who are not aware of the impact of fake news. I mean, those people can really fall fall for it, the fake news, and they can act as a device that can spread the fake news to other people. But for those who can uh, who can clearly identify fake news, I feel like those people would it would not be an issue for them because they would just skip it. And like for example, me when I see fake news, I would just report it or leave a comment. Saying how it's fake because I I hate how people are falling for these and right. people are making like a profit off of spreading fake information. Do you think that if more people done the same thing that you do, like leaving a comment on something is fake, uh, the impact of fake news will be reduced? Yeah, yeah, uh, certainly because um, the comments is also a sign of uh, knowing whether or not the content is fake or not. Right. Yeah, and that's what I do a lot of the times. I look at the comments and look how much likes the comment had, and look at what people, how people replied to that comment. It really gives you an idea about how people feel about this content. Right. Well, Jack proposed a leave a comment system to report on fake news on social platforms. What about YouTube clickbaits and other fake news forums? Perhaps there are also other solutions to fake news. In fact, the big companies proposed an app actually implemented their own solution. Censorship. For instance, since December of 2019, Instagram has reached out to 45 independent third-party so-called fact-checkers and have since then censored false or disturbing content. Though, on the surface, we users are in a way blessed and are grateful for that we are protected from negligent content, we also surrender our liberty in deciding what information we should take in. Everyone do have their own opinion on things. I don't think they should be completely censored. Instead, they could put a banner or a warning about how so like the a, content is fake. It's just like so, the, like a warning, like a certain amount of people report it, think that this is fake. Yeah, and, and then or they could also warn the consu- um, the consumer or the, the audience of the media about how it is fake, and then they and then the readers would be aware that the art, the post is fake. Right. So do you think, if the, is there any, like, negative sides, like, repercussions of implementing this system? Yeah, um, maybe some opinions are not, not really fake, but they could be deemed as fake. And like therefore, troll? Beef. Like, troll opinions? Yeah, troll, troll. yeah, troll opinions. Or, like, um, political posts, maybe people on the others like bi- that are biased against right. the post would report it on purpose right yeah and that would definitely uh mislead the company and the audience that's a very good point yeah with censorship being unreliable due to its subjectiveness perhaps we still don't have an adequate and effective weapon that can eradicate the spread of fake news yes we can and have identified sources and shapes of fake news, but there really isn't much we can do about it. It has changed how information is nowadays presented to us, and there is no artificial control over the rapid spread. But we shouldn't panic. With future generations adapting to the integration of technology and society at an earlier age, our future is empowered to identify and filter out what is real and what is fake. I think students get smarter every year. They do. They get more um, critical. 
and so they can sense censorship without I feel like we almost don't even have to teach it in social studies because they're so aware of the difference between real and fake and they actually go out and seek out the source whether they're cognizant of it or not so how does it shape their opinions it makes them more curious with that in mind we may be on a hidden path to end fake news once and for all cognizant of the language and fake news and the different media that the fake news have and will be amplified through our future can gradually limit the scope and effectiveness of fake news and perhaps one day we can return to the days where stories of blue skin bats never existed a time where journalism integrity was at its peak thank you for listening to this episode of the Collingwood podcast Again, I'm your host Jim Gool, and I would like to especially thank to my supportive and diligent production team in Jennifer Zahn, Hewan Park, and Chantel Thierry for their efforts in making this podcast a dream come true. I would also like to thank Mr. Pimentel for introducing the production team to this opportunity, and Ms. Patikin and Jack for helping us in taking a firm grasp on this opportunity. Finally, I would like to thank the viewers on supporting this podcast, and it's been my pleasure.